Hey guys, welcome to Let's Talk About Sex Jamie. I am Jamie and on today's episode I'm chatting to the amazing Florence from Come Curious and the Fox Given podcast about her kind of thoughts and feelings around the conversation about sex addiction and uh, a weird thing that we have in common which is having sex podcasts and how that kind of affects our kind of thinking around sex and our attitude towards sex. Uh, I find it super interesting, I hope you do too. Let us know what you think on the Instagram, the Twitter, YouTube, all that good stuff. And yeah, hope to hear from you soon. Have a bloody good day. Love you. Bye. This next chat is available over on our YouTube channel. Real like moving pictures with faces and mouths and stuff. Uh, so feel free to go over there and check it out or just stay here and keep listening. Do whatever you want. Hey, Florence. Hey, Jamie. How's it going? Yeah, really well, thank you. Nice. It's a Good. nice morning in LA over here. Yeah, in LA. I was saying before we started that you're looking very sunned, very healthy. You've got the LA glow going on. Thank you, thank you. Meanwhile, I've got the like London pasty white going on. <laughs> yeah, I've, I've been out in the sun hiking and doing oh, all those man. LA things. Yeah, God, you're such a, you're such a, uh, yeah, an LA person now. It all makes sense. Yeah, and you're in the valley. I am in the valley. I'm a valley girl. Yeah. <laughs> You've made it. <laughs> I've made uh, it. <laughs> cool. So I wanted to chat to you about uh, something that you mentioned in passing. And I was like jumping in your yeah. DMs. Like, Florence, we need to talk about this. Um, yes. So I've been on your podcast a couple of times now, um, talking about sex addiction mostly and my experience yeah. with it. Um, mm-hmm. And one thing that I'm always trying to get across is that, you know, even though I um, was, I guess, labeled a sex addict, um, I was struggling with uh, sexual compulsive behavior disorder because uh, technically sex addiction isn't real. Let's not get into that here. Uh, everyone's talking about it already. Um, but I was labeled with that. So I would say that I'm kind of on the extreme end. But the one thing that I learned, and this is what I've been trying to tell people, is that um, there are little kind of signs and triggers along the way that don't necessarily mean you are, a you know, air quote, sex addict but it might mean that you're struggling with your relationship to sex, right? And you yeah. said that you related to some of those things that I brought up. Yeah, because you you did a video for our um, Instagram, yeah. for our Curious Friends. Curious friends yeah. And yeah, I think the first time I spoke to you on our podcast, when you were talking about what sex addiction was, I had never really thought about it in that way before. Mm. And you were talking about how it was kind of more of like something that you do for validation rather Mm. than for just the joy and pleasure of sex. Mm. Um, And I went through a phase in my hmm, late teens, probably like from the age of 19 to uh 22 or 21 um where i so i was in a long-term relationship two years and Mm -hmm. i ended that relationship because i wanted to have sex with other people right um and then from then i kind of just went all in all out on going out like clubbing and then sort of feeling like I needed to pull at the end of every, mm. end of every single night. And that was something that you've mentioned a couple of times now yeah. is that kind of scenario. Um, and I honestly did used to feel 
that I, I slept with a lot of people mm-hmm. in that short space of time. Mm-hmm. Like my number went from like being three to in the forties. Okay. In, really in making those, up for lost time. <laughs> yeah. In yeah. those like how many years, three, two years, right. yeah, yeah. Um, which is, it's a lot of people. Um, I used to go out, uh, get all like dressed up. I would not feel satisfied with my night out if I didn't go home with someone. Mm-hmm. So I was at some points, one of those people that would be in the club right until the end, looking around for like who I could potentially go home with yeah. basically. And yeah. sometimes I'd end up going home with people that I wasn't really even that into yeah. because I just wanted to have sex, but I don't even think it was really about the sex. Yeah. And then I would always leave feeling like, oh, like, why did I do that? I don't mm. really know. And then like the next morning, you mean? Yeah. I yeah, feel right. just like looking at the person next to me, like, <laughs> did I really want to sleep with them? <laughs> I'm not sure. Yeah. It's interesting that you bring up, it, it's not necessarily about the sex. Like, it's not like, you know, because I, I would, I would argue that. I pretended it was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You tell yourself it is, you know, because sex feels good and it's okay to like things that feel yeah. good. Uh, yeah. So that's the cover. Yeah. Um, yeah. It's interesting that you say that. And do you think that your friends that were out with you maybe noticed this behavior? Yeah, I think yeah. so. Because they they weren't necessarily doing the same thing. Mm-hmm. I think I was known mm-hmm. as the sexually active one. Yeah. Um, I also, I, I had a very strange relationship with... Um, a friend in my second year or first and second year of uni. Um, and in my second year, we lived together and mm-hmm. we ended up having this very competitive <laughs> friendship. Um, and part of the competitiveness was to do with sex and the right. people that we slept with. Mm. Um, and we would always be trying to one up on each other. Yeah. So like, like in terms of numbers or in terms quality? of numbers, <laughs> right. in terms of numbers. And it'd be like the people that we brought home to our shared house. And like, if she brought someone home, I'd be like, oh, fuck now I need to like <laughs> go out and find someone else. So it was, yeah, that was, that was wild in a completely different way as well. Yeah. Um, See, that sounds that in itself sounds completely detached from sex. Right. Yeah. That's that's just a game and a competition and numbers, which I think yeah. a lot of people know people that, you know, are very not obsessed, but they're very into their number. I'm definitely used to be, I definitely used to be one of those. Um, yeah. I it was actually like really was... the baby question for the first time because I, I had a list of on my phone of everyone that I'd slept with. I and, made a list um, during that time. Yeah, right. And I I, yeah. I personally don't think it's all that unhealthy, but I told Reed about it and she was thought she questioned. She was like, Why do you have a list on your phone with a number next to it? And I was like, Oh shit, yeah, she's right. I should think about this. <laughs> <laughs> why do why is it why is it a numbered list, you know? Yeah, because um, I, I felt for sure that the higher my number was, the more validation I had. Yeah. And I felt better with myself the higher the number was. Yeah. It and it was like points, right? Mm-hmm. And it wasn't about, it feels like points, exactly. Mm. And it wasn't about how good the sex was. And that's yeah. where you need to start questioning it. Because yeah. if it's not about the quality, it's about the quantity, then why are you doing it? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. I, <laughs> now you put it like that, I think if I was to go through my list and sort of pick out the ones that I really liked or went for quality, I think it would yeah. be less than half as long. Oh yeah. Mine yeah. would be wet, like probably a third, less than third. Really? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. 
Yeah. So then, so at the time, this obviously didn't seem like a problem to you at all, right? It was just a fun game. Yeah, do, it was a fun think, game. Yeah. Looking back on it now, do you think it was a problem? <laughs> when I yeah, when I look back at it, I feel kind of sorry for myself, mm. which is an interesting way of looking at it, mm-hmm. um, because almost I feel a bit sad for myself yeah. because right. I had probably a lot of sex with people that didn't also I feel this is probably a really selfish thing to say but didn't Mm. deserve to be having sex with me either Mm. and I was just like going out sort of just giving myself away to all these people that didn't work for it they didn't like give me anything in return and like I didn't really get anything out of those situations well I guess what you got out of them was the extra number and exactly the satisfied night you know you got that okay cool I did get laid so that was a good night you know it's like the way we measure it yeah because the feeling that I got when I didn't go home with someone after a night out was horrible Mm. I felt so like deeply hurt I felt unwanted right so that's yeah yeah yeah. so that's what I wanted to get into because that's mm. where I think me and you connect is that it sounds like it was for validation and if you yeah. didn't get it, if you if yeah, if you didn't get laid, then you felt ugly, right? Yeah. Like, I like felt you unattractive. Could yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's that's the scary part, I think. Because I don't think yeah. there's anything wrong with like you know, wanting like you said, you got out of a relationship and then you want to have sex with loads of people. I yeah. think that's cool. I think that's healthy to an extent, as long as as long as you pursue it in a healthy way. Um, yeah. you know, racking up the numbers is cool. I feel like everyone needs to have a period in their life where they just fuck everyone and just see how it goes. Time. You know yeah, you learn so much from the bad sex, as, you know, and as well. You as do, you do. Yeah. Um. So I think yeah, that's that's valid. But um, yeah, like you say, when you start to pin validation on it and start to feel yeah worse about yourself when it doesn't go so well, that's when it's a problem. Yeah. Yeah, that's, exactly. that's always that's always the the kind of that's the message I want to get across because I don't want to I, I did I, I don't mind now but I never wanted to talk about sex addiction like I, I was always like I'm gonna have a sex <laughs> podcast and just leave that bit secret um yeah and then I realized that like it's a big probably, thing it's a big deal and it, and it affects loads of people and when I was when I was like you know going through my therapy for it and I would tell my friends mm-hmm. about what they told me so many of them were like oh my god yeah me too you know if I go out looking really good and I'm feeling myself and I don't pull I feel like oh maybe I shouldn't have been feeling myself that much and it's yeah. like, you, know, you don't have to be like, bang, big stamp on your forehead. You are a sex addict. Uh, it's yeah. just like, that is just a bad feeling but, that people can have. Yeah. Why do we need validation through sex? Like, what is yeah. that within ourselves? And I think, you know, a lot of people are like when they're teenagers, when they're in their early twenties, do struggle with self-worth and you haven't, you're not a fully grown human being yet. You're yeah. still trying to find yourself. You're still trying to really like find that confidence. And I think sex is a way that we can kind of lose control of all those things. And you're like, Oh my God, this person really wants me because they're Mm. being intimate with me. They're seeing like my full self, my naked self. So that means that they really like me. Mm. Whereas, so I guess that's the ultimate validation because someone likes you thinks you're attractive enough to see all of you you're yeah. most vulnerable which is interesting um, right because i think now we're a bit older and a, let's let's say wiser um we know <laughs> yeah. that like having sex with someone is quite an easy thing to do whereas yeah. like really liking someone getting to know someone on a deeper level or on a friendship level is way harder for me anyway yeah 
Yeah. So yeah, you're right. Like we put a lot of value on on sex. Like so yeah. Mm. Oh, they want me naked. So that means they really want me. It's like no, that's, that's actually the easy part. <laughs> yeah, and it didn't mean that at all, really. Mm. No. And I mean, because on my half as well, like I'm not going home with them because I really want them. Yeah. I was doing it for completely selfish reasons. Mm. Yeah. So like they were probably doing it in the same kind of way as well, which we don't yeah. really think about either. Mm. Yeah, I think something that doesn't get spoken about i'd like to hear your thoughts on this actually is this like the kind of hollow sex like sex mm. where you don't necessarily want to know the person you don't want to get to know them you just want to have sex like maybe they're just yeah. hot to you or you know they're just available i feel like that that happening mutually is totally okay and totally yeah. healthy yeah you agree okay yeah yeah so I hey, think you don't like, need are you saying that you don't need like feelings or or do you, you don't need that much attraction <laughs> so when I think back on <laughs> when I think back on the bad when I think back on like the bad side of my sex addiction I think about yeah. all the people that I had sex with that I weren't actually attracted to I yeah, wasn't attracted same. to people. I think I might have pushed myself into some beds that I probably didn't want to be, be in yeah. which is bad to say but um yeah I don't know maybe I should have owned that a bit better but uh <laughs> yeah I don't know no I, I think I think um yeah, like we're saying, you know, we feel like it was bad, a bad time for us when we were seeking out that kind of connection. But I think there mm. is a healthy way to do it. I think people can have hollow Definitely. meaningless sex and that's totally cool. I still probably do. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, it's more kind of the angle at which you approach it, I think. Like you say, you know, why are you doing that? Why are you seeking it out? You know, what feeling are you actually seeking out here? Because if it's yeah, just sex, it- if, if it's just coming, that's kind of okay, I think. Yeah, if it's about the pleasure and like... Mm wanting to feel turned on and like yeah if it's about the pleasure if it's about the actual sex if it's about missing sex and you want to get laid then Mm. yeah I think that's okay it's when it starts tying into your yourself yeah when it starts tying into how you feel about yourself yeah that's problematic I think it's really interesting to think about it now because I am definitely a different person Mm. to like how I was back then and you know, at the moment I'm single and I am having sex with people that I don't want a relationship with. Yeah. Um, and like, I don't know, the last time I had sex was on Sunday and it was with a guy that I've been on a couple of dates with. I knew that it was completely casual. Mm. Um, it was, you know, it was kind of like mutually agreed on that. Um, <laughs> <was only> a contract. <laughs> that it was going to be like, you know, it was just a casual thing. Um, but I went to his house on Sunday to fuck mm. and then I left. Mm. I didn't sleep over because I just wanted to have sex with him. Yeah. Like I just wanted to, I wanted to actually fuck him. Mm. I wanted to feel the pleasure. I wanted to do the sex because I enjoy sex. Yeah. But that wasn't about, none of that was about validation for myself in any yeah. kind of way. And I think I'm just so far away from that now. I don't think I feel that way about sex yeah it's different i don't i'm trying to think like when that changed yeah because there was a big turning point for me obviously when i went and got help for addiction but it sounds like yeah. it was probably a more natural slower process that just happened yeah i think so i think I'm jealous <laughs> you know what i think it it came from being in a like a long-term relationship because i went from probably still being in my ways up until the age of 23 um of seeking sex for validation um i don't think i think i i didn't get to a point where i'd gotten away from that up until this relationship and then i got into this relationship for four and a half years and 
sex changed in that relationship right. because it wasn't the best relationship. It okay. like sex was great at the beginning and then it faded out. Mm. So the way that I related to sex really, really changed. But what's quite funny is that in the relationship when he didn't want to fuck me, because I have a very high libido, I always wanted to have sex, but he didn't really want to have sex. Yeah. When he didn't want to fuck me, it did make me feel bad about myself. Mm. So I guess there was like parts of that old self being then played out and reenacted in this relationship. But I, I've done a lot of therapy since mm. then, actually. Um, and I did used to talk about that kind of stuff with my therapist, but without really knowing what I was talking about. Like, so I didn't right. go to my therapist specifically for those reasons, mm. but all of those things have been addressed. I, I actually, at the moment, have a sex and relationships therapist. Oh, okay. Interesting. So I, I very much um, have explored that side of myself. Yeah. Um, I was thinking like when I got out of that relationship, I was so like excited to have sex again. Oh, that the long, the long relationship. The yeah. Four year one. Yeah. Okay. That it wasn't about me anymore. It was about sex because I hadn't, I didn't have any of that sex yeah. for so long that it just, it sort of just turned into sex. You know what? Mm. Probably through doing Come Curious has yeah. been the therapy as well. Mm. Oh yeah. It's, yeah. I think, probably getting away from that point is becoming more confident within yourself mm. and like loving yourself and yeah. being just happy with who you are Yeah, and like being in a place where you're like, well, yeah, actually that person wants to fuck me because I'm fucking amazing. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And if they want to fuck me just to have sex, well, I want to fuck them just to have sex too. And that's totally yeah. fine. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And just being okay with all of those things. I find yeah. that having, having a sex podcast makes that, a weird unintentionally easier thing uh yes. like the your kind of communication around sex just becomes so much better mm. i never intentionally like wanted to be a better communicator or anything but talking to people about yeah. sex and realizing that you know there are people into all these crazy things that i'm not into and people yeah. they're into things that i am into it makes you realize oh i can just straight up tell people i want to do this like i want to yeah. fuck and i want to go home straight after is that cool yeah. And sometimes it's cool, sometimes it's not. It's like, yeah, you accidentally get really good at it. <laughs> this is the therapy. Like yeah. doing the podcast is the therapy. We are, you know, people always say, and my therapist said this to me, we always work on something or we do something with work that we want to work on within ourselves. Right. It's like when people become teachers or, you know, we if, we're, if you're in a profession, especially that helps people, mm. it's always something that you kind of internally need to, work on yourself and that's probably why both of us stumbled into this field because we were struggling with like what sex really meant to us um and yeah. the validation that we got from it so we were like well actually i'm fucking interested in sex mm. and i want to understand it deeper so that i can understand it deeper within myself yeah that's really interesting god you're opening up a lot in me now that I haven't thought about. Yeah, you're so right though. I, I, so I was, I was collecting, I, I collected stories for the podcast for two and a half years before I started releasing any. Yeah. Um, and I, so I had this big like backlog and in the middle of that, the last, the last year of that was when I started working through the sex addiction stuff. And yeah. I didn't tell my therapist about the podcast at all. I was like, the last thing I want to do, she's trying to help me like not have sex as much. And I'm talking to people about fucking sex every day. Um, and then eventually it was like a week before it came out the first episode came out and I was like oh my god oh my god oh my god I was like fine I'm gonna tell her and I messaged her and I was like I'm sorry I'm really sorry but I have a sex podcast I don't know if I should release yeah. it or not I've got all these episodes 
And she did the same thing your therapist did, was just like, this is fucking great. Like, this is yeah. going to be the like biggest healing step you've ever made because you're going to be owning it, you know? Because, yeah. you know, the, the way how the way sex addiction differs to like drug addiction is you're not working towards one day I will never have sex again, you know, in the same way. No, fuck. Yeah. <laughs> fuck that. Exactly. You have to, <laughs> you have to get yourself down to a healthy level. So like yeah. hiding from it isn't the answer, you know, um, you have to face true. it. And one of the, one of the hardest like exercises I had to do in the sex addiction, like journey was um, yeah. sit in with my horniness. So like in the evening, I usually, I usually wank like every night pretty much um yeah, and my too. therapist was like yeah it's like a <laughs> nightly thing now and my therapist was like um try and like not wank and just sit with it and see how it feels and I was like okay yeah that should be easy enough and I did it and it, it gave me like belly ache <laughs> I don't know if you've ever tried this Florence you need to try this it hurt it like physically hurt it's different for guys it's different yeah. for guys I because there's like you know you get blue balls if you don't mm you don't satisfy yourself it's yeah. slightly different for women like it's uncomfortable for sure yeah. if I sit there and I'm like I'm not gonna masturbate because I think I've done I've done it in the past where I was like oh, I'm not gonna masturbate so that I can either save myself for a partner yeah. um, so it's gonna be extra good when we see each other or even just I think I did it once for just like seeing if my toys was doing something to do with my sensitivity down there on my clip yeah um it's really hard but it, I guess it's like this, it feels like this like burning sensation. You're just like, <laughs> yeah. It's just yeah. like really like, I think it's so hard to ignore as well because you're so like focused on that feeling down there. You just have to distract yourself. That's yeah, what I found. You do, yeah. I, had to, I went for a lot of walks. My step count spiked. Uh, <laughs> so I was like going for a walk at like half past 11 at night. It's like, gotta go outside. Um, yeah. yeah. It's, it's so annoying though. Like I've been so, I've been so horny this week and mm. both of, um, my fuck buddies out here just haven't been around right, to have yeah. sex. Yeah. So I've been sitting with my horniness Man. at night, just being like, like, I would have just driven over and fucked yeah. and left. Yeah. 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 <laughs> That's the thing. Like it, sometimes it just becomes a convenience thing. It's just mutual masturbation sometimes, you know? Yeah. Which is okay. so fine. As long as you tell fun. people that's the problem yeah. comes when you don't tell people. Like I was speaking to a friend the other day mm -hmm. and she had like a, um, like a four five hour long date like drinks and stuff and they went back to yeah. hers and had sex and then the guy yeah. like immediately left like straight after and she felt oh. awful um really bad about it and i said i said like speak to him like tell, tell yeah. him that like you know you would have preferred if like he'd stayed over or whatever um and it turns out like a few days later it turns out that he left because he thought she didn't want him to stay over that was the vibe he got and he was like, oh, if you just said, I'd have just stayed. It's just like, see how yeah. easier that would have been if you just spoke about it, you know? Yeah. We, we oh, my really... God. It just needs to be communicated because that yeah. those situations are quite confusing sometimes. I had um, actually one of the fir first guys that I slept with whilst I was out here in L.A. We'd been mm. chatting from field and um, we'd done a FaceTime prior and we were getting like really excited about all the stuff we were going to get up to. Yeah. And when I got to his house, I was I was very unsure of like, am I going to end up staying over? Because mm. he lived all the way out in Long Beach and I'm in the valley. So that's a mm. fucking long journey. Yeah. Yeah. But so I was kind of thinking ah, it might be better if I stayed over because it's, it's long, it's yeah. really long to, to go home. Yeah. Um, so I think like almost immediately when I got there, I was like, hey, like, how do you feel about like me staying over or would yeah. you rather I didn't? Um, and he was just, oh, yeah, I assumed that you were going to stay over. Mm. And like, yeah. that was it. End of conversation. Yeah. 
wasn't awkward. Yeah. Um, and sometimes, yeah, it, it should be like that, you know? I mean, we talk about, uh, we're both sex podcasters, so we're always talking about, like, the communication of sex. Like, say what you like, say what you don't like, say when a position yeah. hurts, say what, what position you want to be in, all that Let's stuff. talk about it. Just talk about it. But what we don't talk about is, like, the logistics as well. People need to communicate logistics, like, you know, fucking protection beforehand. Are you going to wear a condom yeah. or not? Who's, who's comfortable with what? You know, who's staying this... where? How are you getting home? What time are you leaving? What time are you getting? Yeah, all this stuff. Yeah. Yeah, because I... I didn't talk about on Sunday the fact that I was just going to leave before. But I feel like it was kind of... <laughs> just to give it. Yeah. I think it was just obvious. Um, but I probably should have had that conversation just before, just so yeah. it was just clear with both of us. Yeah, well, um, you, don't know, you don't know how your partner reacted to that, you know? They might be sad. They might be like, oh, they left straight after and, like, maybe that means something. Or they might be yeah. relieved. They're like, oh, thank God she left straight after. You know? Yeah, I have a feeling that he was more relieved. <laughs> but... Did he sigh as soon as the door closed? <laughs> Did you hear him? <laughs> oh, my God, she's gone. No, but um, <laughs> I think when I said, I was like, oh, yeah, I should probably drive home soon. Um, and he said something like, Oh yeah, yeah. The freeway will be really empty at this time. <laughs> yeah, nice. <laughs> That's good. That's mutual. Yeah. So, yeah. It, but that was like after the sex. So yeah, that could have been <laughs> quite offensive if I was just like, yeah, yeah, okay. Yeah. So the sex. We've had sex twice now. I'm just gonna go. The movie's over. And yeah, yeah, yeah. True. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. This okay. So, so back to your back to your like. Mm. Uh, let's say promiscuous. Uh, days do you think you would yeah your previous past would you say anything to your younger self in that moment right now or would you let them kind of get on with it and learn Uh, mm, (laughs) that's a really interesting one isn't it Mm. like because i almost feel like i wouldn't be who i am today if i hadn't have gone through all of that yeah so yeah i don't think I would tell myself not to go home with people because I think that was my process. But it's, it is sad that I had to go through that. Mm. And I would hope that someone who is um, in my position, maybe someone else who is doing the same kind of thing, I would say to them, like, it's time to really work on yourself. You know, mm. it's time yeah. to find that confidence within yourself. Like, why don't you love yourself? Why do you think that you need someone else's validation to make you feel attractive? Mm. Like, why can't you make yourself feel attractive? I also think that that comes with age as well. Yeah, I think we all go through that. And it's a really hard thing to like, everyone's on their own journey with Mm self-acceptance. And it has to be a natural path because I don't think that when anyone ever tells us things like, oh yeah, go and work on yourself, go love <laughs> yourself first, go love yourself before you go out and fuck all those people. Yeah. They're just going to be like, bullshit. Yeah, like, yeah. how the fuck do I do that? Yeah. Or, you know, maybe they think the bar's lower, but maybe they think, yeah, I do love myself. I'm going to do this. And then five years yeah. later, they're like, oh, maybe I was fucking all those people to make myself feel better about myself. You know, you don't know yeah. at the moment. Yeah, yeah. right. When you put it like that, so, it makes it a stupid question. Yeah, I do. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, I do think that I needed to do all of that. And I learned things, you know. I got chlamydia. I had to yeah. get that sorted out. Got chlamydia out my bum. Wow. Because I nice. let someone unconsensually put his dick in my ass. You let someone unconsensually. It doesn't sound like you let them. 
Someone put their dick in your ass. Someone put their dick in yeah, my ass. Okay. And gave you chlamydia in that in situation. And I said, no, that hurts. Can you not okay. do that? Oh no. Um, yeah. So, you know, all those like small things that happen, yeah. um, taught me something about yeah. how to deal with sex today. I didn't even think that you could get an SCR up your bum at that point. Yeah. But there you, you definitely can. There it is. Yeah. <laughs> what's the yeah. what's the like method for getting rid of that? Is it the same? You just take the same antibiotic. Um, you take a stronger antibiotics. Oh, really? huh. So I had to take two lots of them because mm. I you know when you go to the SCI clinic and you're like, I someone told me that they had chlamydia that I slept with, they just mm. give you the antibiotics straight away. Yeah. But and then they do the tests. Right. So they did the tests. And then they, and then I got the results back that were positive, mm. and they were like, "But it's also positive here." So, oh. so did now you, you have to take up this. Your bum then? Yeah, because you know oh. she was like, "Did you have any anal sex?" Oh right. And I was like, "Oh yeah, actually, yeah, yeah we did." All oh, right, damn. But they don't often. You know what? I don't think they've always asked me that no, question. I, yeah. I think it's really random that she did ask me that question that time. So yeah. I could have imagine if she hadn't have asked that, I would yeah. never have known, and I would known. just have. I would just still have chlamydia on my bum. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's really bad. Really bad. I think maybe next time I go in, I'm just going to be like, yeah, I've had anal sex. So Yeah, just to get it checked. Yeah, because yeah, the last time I had anal sex as well, the condom snapped. So. Oh, well, you might have it back up there. Yeah. You might fuck. have the return of chlamydia out of your bum. <laughs> At least it was consensual. <laughs> <laughs> Okay, so for the listeners, I uh, I normally pride myself on finding a really awkward joke to end on and just imagining the play that Florence <laughs> won't let me do that. Florence, I picked I picked you up on that. I was just like, wait, no, we can't end on anal sex and chlamydia up your bum. Okay, I'll do a nice fade into this. That's bit. not my most. That's not my pride and joy story, actually. No. No. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, well, yeah, thank you for coming and talking to me. It really means a lot that you um, yeah, resonate with some of the stuff that I say, because I, again, I think a lot of people do. I think you don't have to be labeled like, bang, you're a sex addict to, um, to have suffered with stuff like validation or pursuing sex for the wrong reasons or fucking the wrong yeah. people, fucking your ex for a bit longer than you should have maybe. Uh, fucking the friend of your ex fucking someone Ooh. that you shouldn't you know, your friend's boyfriend, yeah. all that stuff. You know, maybe just stop for a little second and think about why you're pursuing that you know yeah just having that little thought that little brainwave and maybe if i guess for us it's kind of in oh no actually you, you yours was like current for me it's like a recollect recollection of um how it used to be and i like <laughs> grew out of it naturally but yeah but I'm, through doing a fucking podcast about it i don't know if i would have if i if yeah I done come curious yeah, I mean, yeah, that is the benefit we have. We have probably like a hundred thousand hours worth of talking about sex, which most people don't yeah. have, I guess. Um yeah. so yeah. I mean, talking about it is always good. Therapy yeah. is great. Uh therapy is recommend. amazing. Yeah. <laughs> I okay. love my therapist. Is is that the point you'll let me end on? <laughs> therapy is amazing. Yeah, therapy is amazing. Bye. <laughs> <laughs> Hello everyone, it's me, Jamie, and I've got an important announcement to make, alright? This podcast is now sponsored by BetterHelp. Now, anyone who's been listening to the podcast for the last however long it's been, knows that I've been shouting about this company for years, since day one. One of our first episodes was a counselling session with me and my counsellor from BetterHelp, um, and I've been on it for 
years now probably like coming up to like four years i think maybe five years i've been on it um getting counseling um on a weekly basis and i love it um and yeah it's really it's really nice it's a bit like tinder for therapists you, you put in like your problems <laughs> the things that you want to talk to someone about and then it comes up with all these different counselors who um specialize in that area and you can kind of read a little bio and like read their reviews and stuff and pick which ones for you that's really cool i've gone through like probably probably about 14 counselors in my time on better help for me living in London especially um, I think it's the same for like most major cities out there therapy in person therapy is really expensive um, this gives you that but you know at the kind of whenever you want to do it it's all online and you can do like you know video voice or text chat um, and it's way cheaper than seeing someone in person so um, yeah it's actual proper like therapy uh, online securely online um, yeah, I send messages at all, at all points in, in the day and night. Um, it's pretty good for that. You can also um, mark them as urgent, which is quite nice. I think a lot of people, when they think about online counselling, they kind of think, oh, you know, I'm, I'm, it's like a bit distanced. Like you're not completely like fully in touch with your counsellor. But um, I think, you know, with it being online, you're more in touch with them and you can mark messages as urgent if you want like a, a quicker response. So they are sponsoring this podcast now which is cool which means we have a discount link um you get 10 percent off if you go to betterhelp.com forward slash let's talk about sex jamie there's a link in the bio and yeah love you bye all right that's all we have time for today thank you so much for listening it really really means a lot to me that you have gone out your way to come and listen to me talk to people about their sex stories <laughs> um, if you like what we're doing go check us a follow on let's talk about sex Jamie on Instagram uh, tell your friends about us leave a review on iTunes all that stuff that people with podcasts say at the end basically um, yeah it really means a lot that you listen and hope to see you next week love you bye <laughs>